Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Brew Church Podcast. My name is Fabian. I am your host, and I'm glad that you are listening. If you would, please hit the plus button on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify as a way to help more people find this audio content. This audio is recordings from our Sunday gatherings. And if you would like to support what happens here on this podcast or in the Brew Church community in general, there's a giving button in the description of this. Uh, We hope that this is helpful for you and that you gain some good tools to lead to a life of abundance. Enjoy. So for those who don't know me, I'm Danica Harris. I am part of our uh, worship team and planning group here at Brew Church. Um, some of you have heard me talk before here, or have you seen me lead music in some way? Um, and some of you have maybe heard me talk on this particular topic. It's kind of a challenging one for me, and it's emotional. So the mental note I made while I was sitting back there is, next time, Ben, I need a preview of the songs so that I sort of know the emotional roller coaster that I'm going to go on before I ever get up here to speak. So remember that. Let's, let's do that next time, please. Okay, okay. So as we continue on in our series of dispelling myths tonight, we're going to talk about the myth of powerlessness. Are we truly powerless to change our situation when life leaves us feeling challenged or defeated in some way? Or are there things we can do to help ourselves move forward through difficult times? My hope for you as we talk tonight is you will come to discover the strength or power that exists inside you, even during times of struggle. Have you ever heard someone say, find your truth, or take back or own your power? Or maybe even something like, Find your strong or own your strength. During a time when almost everything can seem overwhelming or like it's spiraling out of control, words like this matter. They can motivate us, help us, or at the very least give us strength to keep moving forward during times of challenge or hardships. But what happens when we are pushed to our absolute breaking point. When we are faced with situations or events in our life that leave us feeling defeated or powerless to do anything about our situation, moments like this can leave us feeling overwhelmed in such a way that we can lose sight of how to move forward, struggling to find a way through. And when moments like this happen, that's when that little voice inside you can start to get really loud. We all know what little voice I'm talking about, right? It's the one that can sometimes cast doubt into your entire soul. The one that says things like, you're weak. You have no control. You are powerless. When this happens, we can begin to lose the ability to hear or think about anything else. I've lived through moments like this more than once. And one of those times was not so long ago. It started out like any other day on the farm. It was spring, Mother's Day actually of all things, and new life was forming all around us. We were just finishing up breakfast as a family, 
when the kids asked if they could take the buggy, which is the farm utility vehicle, over to see the kitties and the new baby calf in the barn. As goes with most Kent family meals, the subject of politics began, and my husband Chris quickly got up from the table to go out to begin packing the car so we could head back to Kansas City that day. We were already going back to Kansas City. I promise it wasn't because of the discussion at the table, just to be clear. <laughs> I, too, got up from the breakfast table to go check in with Chris, and as I walked past the dining room heading towards the front door, I noticed Chris's cell phone laying on the table. It was ringing with our daughter's name flashing on the screen. I can tell you right in that moment, something about seeing her name made my heart skip a beat. I picked up the phone and through hysterics, I heard her say, Mom, the buggy flipped. The buggy flipped. Three simple words. And just like that, I felt like someone had tossed me out into the ocean, and I was struggling to keep my face above the water. Most people will tell you that I'm usually pretty good in a crisis, but my family will tell you that was not true on this day. <laughs> my mind could not keep up with what was happening around me. Everything was so surreal and time moved both slow and fast at the same time. In an instant, life as we had known it would change. My husband Chris was the first to arrive on scene. He took off instantly when he heard me peep back to our daughter the words, the buggy flipped. His quick thinking and ability to rely on his previous military training most likely quite literally saved the day. As he quickly secured our son's injury with a tourniquet made out of the strap of my purse, which happened to be in our vehicle at the time. Both of our children were injured. Our daughter, whom we believe lost consciousness for a few moments, was treated for a concussion and had to have both her nose and a facial laceration surgically repaired. Our son's lower right leg, which had been pinned under the vehicle when it flipped, was badly damaged. In the beginning, there was question as to whether or not his leg could even be saved, which resulted in him being life-flighted to the University of Iowa Children's Dead Hospital in Iowa City. Talk about a loss of control. Feeling as if I had no power to do anything. There is nothing that will leave you feeling more helpless than watching your child be placed into a life flight helicopter and fly away from you as you stand there feeling so small. What you don't see in that video is they must have told him to wave right before they took off so you could see his little hand inside the helicopter as he was leaving. <laughs> Due to all the COVID restrictions that were in place at the time, when a child was not in surgery, only one parent was allowed to remain with the patient. So we decided that I would remain with our son in the hospital and Chris would remain with our daughter 
as she had her surgery the next day and then bring her back home to Kansas City. The first night in the hospital, after our son had what would end up being one of eight surgical procedures, was truly one of the lowest moments of my life. His monitors seemed to alarm continuously. The unit was short-staffed, as was the story with most hospitals during that time, because so many of them had been overwhelmed by COVID patients and staffing shortages. So the monitor would alarm for quite some time before someone was able to come in and check on him. As I sat beside him, I was anxious. I was exhausted. And I was struggling to find some understanding. I felt so alone. During challenging moments in my life, I can typically find a positive about the situation or at the very least, something that I am meant to learn from what I'm experiencing at that time. In this particular moment, I can assure you that I was not finding any positive about this situation. And having been a care provider, someone who has spent my time and energy helping and supporting others all these years, as a social worker, a helper, a confidant, walking alongside people during some of the lowest moments of their life, I could not find the meaning or the purpose or the lesson I was supposed to be learning. Talk about feeling as though I had no power. So what can we do when we find ourselves feeling powerless by our circumstances, our situation, or a traumatic life event? Even in the middle of our darkest moments of our situation, I remember thinking how I handled the situation would set the tone for how our children would handle the situation and how they would find their way to move forward from such a traumatic experience. Having something like this to focus on helped me. Keeping focus on something, anything, can be the small step a person needs to begin slowly moving towards reclaiming their power. In my work, I often help clients work towards developing a sense of resiliency in the middle of difficult or challenging situations. Simply defined, resiliency is having the capacity to withstand or recover quickly from difficulties. This is not always something we are born with. And to be honest, some of us are just naturally a little bit more resilient than others. However, resiliency is something that can be developed or strengthened over time. There are four areas or tools I often encourage people to consider when we are working towards developing resiliency. The first is create meaning, or as I stated in my previous example, find focus. In our situation, my focus was our children, and not just their physical safety and healing. Those things were being taken care of by the excellent medical team and staff who helped us all along the way. My focus remained more on the emotional well-being of our children, making sure they had resources and support when needed, and focusing on developing, as much as possible, a sense of normalcy even if that meant driving to Cane's or Chipotle after every surgical procedure because yummy food, as our son likes to say, was one of the few things he could look forward to while he was in the hospital. 
Having a sense of meaning or purpose during a difficult time can keep you getting up in the morning when you start to begin feeling as though you would rather stay in bed and not face the gravity of your situation. The next tool for building resili resiliency is put things into perspective. In the middle of what seemed like everything going wrong in our situation, there were also so many things going right. Both of our children received excellent medical care across three different hospital systems during a time in our nation's history where staffing shortages were on the rise. Our son's tremendous and delightful sense of humor never waned during the entire experience. During one terrible procedure at bedside, as he would cry out in pain, he would also yell very loudly, but I love you guys, thanks for saving my life. <laughs> Which often brought both a chuckle and a tear to people's eyes at the same time. He still has the absolute best comedic timing of anyone in the family. And yes, Chris and Bill, he has better timing than the two of you. And he can usually be counted on for a clever one-liner even on a difficult day. The love and support we felt from friends and family and even strangers during that time was like nothing we'd ever experienced before. Our minister, Kayla Meredith, and Good Shepherd Youth Minister, Becca Boren, drove over five hours to wave at our son through a window. This is just one amazing example of the love that we were shown during this time. How a person perceives their situation can make a huge difference in not only how they navigate difficult times, but how they begin their healing process. The third thing I encourage you to consider is prioritize connection. On the days when I felt like I didn't have energy to talk to anyone, these were the days I made sure to reach out to people. I made video updates for family members and started a Caring Bridge posting in order to keep people informed. And while my writing started mostly to keep people updated, it became very therapeutic for me. When staff members would come into our son's room, I started conversations with them to the point where sometimes our son found that very annoying that I was talking to the staff for long periods of time. I would ask them how their day was going and I took time to get to know things about them, even on the days that I felt tired and overwhelmed. I made sure to focus on developing relationships because relationships matter, connection matters, especially when you feel alone in what you're going through. And lastly, nurture empathy. Having empathy is the ability to understand and share the feelings of another person Nurturing empathy is the intentional act of not only having empathy for others, but also having empathy towards yourself and your situation. Oftentimes when we feel, feel powerless, this can be a time when we begin to also do things like shame ourselves or carry guilt for something we think we could have done differently to change our situation in some way. In our situation, I never once allowed myself to feel guilty about the kids having been on the UTV. 
We had raised them with rules and teachings about safety. This didn't happen because any of us did anything wrong. Sometimes accidents just happen. Sometimes bad things just happen to good people. It's part of this thing we call life. So if nothing else, I hope you will walk away from this message today knowing that there is always a way through a difficult and challenging time. It may be really messy, and it may get really weird, but remembering there will come a time when you are standing on the other side of something difficult is where your true power lies. And in the words of Lisa Turkhurst, in the middle of the pain you didn't cause, the change you didn't want, or the reality you didn't know was coming, your life can still be beautiful. Thank you for listening to this episode. Peace and blessings, everyone.